The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. The alarming number of teenagers who say they've been abused by their partners. How one group is raising awareness. A beautiful end to our daytime hours here on a Saturday. We'll show you why Sunday changes and we're tracking our next chance of rain. And celebrating Black History Month, we feature an East Austin tattoo shop leaving its mark on the community. Hi everybody and thank you for joining us. I'm Mike Rush. After two months, a man Austin police say is responsible for two shootings in one day has been arrested. 33-year-old DeQuincy Fields faces charges of deadly conduct and aggravated assault. It's after two separate shootings in southeast Austin on December the 11th, one person was injured. When detectives searched Fields' car and home, they found more than five pounds of drugs, including powder and crack cocaine, methamphetamine, and pills that investigators believe contain fentanyl. They also found more than $5,000 in cash and three guns. Fields is booked at the Travis County Jail on seven charges. About one and a half million U.S. high schoolers report being abused by their partners. That's why today the Texas Advocacy Project hosted an orientation at the Capitol to teach teenagers about healthy relationships and preventing dating violence. I think that domestic violence is a major issue uh, and it really needs to have attention and uh, raised awareness so that everybody knows what signs are um, and how to avoid situations in the first place. And uh, if push comes to shove, how to find help. The campaign's goal is to increase awareness about dating violence and provide young Texans the tools to avoid abusive relationships. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Hopefully I had a good day. I know it was a bit breezy this morning, but uh, full sunshine, a little less wind out there now, making for a fine beginning to our evening. There's the sun. It sets at 616 here tonight, so in about 14 minutes or so. We're at 55 degrees in northwest Austin at the Palms Car Wash with clear skies. Most of us are in the mid-50s, save for a few 60s to the south of Austin, and we've got clear skies now, and most of the next several hours will be mainly clear. 48 at 7 as temperatures drop in hurry 43 by 9 and we're down to 40 clear sky still at 11. Here's what's coming up in first morning weather. We'll give you an update to your Sunday forecast. You can plan the rest of your weekend. We'll show you a limited opportunity for rain early in the work week and when we could reach 80 degrees before another temperature drop. All right, thanks, Nick. Well, it's been 11 days since people began losing power from the historic ice storm that crippled Central Texas. Today, Austin Energy says electricity is now restored to just about everyone. More than 99.9% are back up and running. A small number of customers remain without power because of damage to their equipment that needs an electrician for repairs. For Black History Month, our multicultural reporter, Jayla Washington, begins her weekly Saturday series. She's going around Central Texas to feature Black-owned businesses nominated by people in the community. Take a look. Hey, we're here in East Austin off of Rosewood and Chicone, and Ink Empire is the Black-owned business that I'm featuring today. It is a tattoo shop. It's owned by a young, charismatic black couple. They've been around for five years now, and they continue to grow and get more successful every single day. Let's go take a look inside. Most people come in like, oh my gosh, it's, it's lit, it's a vibe, I don't want to leave. No, yeah. And, and they just hang out. When you walk through these doors, Tracy and Matilda, the owners of Ink Empire, want you to feel like it's your home. 
From Colleen, Texas, the couple wanted more opportunities, so they took a leap of faith and moved to Austin where they were able to bring Ink Empire to life. On their block, they're one of a number of Black-owned businesses, but they have seen others in their neighborhood pushed out with new development and rising rent prices. Here at Ink Empire, though, with their team of artists, they say they feel supported by their community. A lot of people supporting them, especially because they're Black-owned. Ink Empire has grown to be known for their many Mondays, their way of saying thanks to their loyal customers offering deals on their work for as low as $35. And it's helped them keep business thriving, even with the pandemic and inflation. It started off where we would tattoo literally like 10 people a day. We were like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> and now we tattoo probably 160 to 200 people every Monday. Every Monday. Wow. So it's, it's like, it's, it's a line out the door every Monday. Definitely morphing the industry, you know, like trying to basically like make people feel more loved and like cared about in, in a shop. We don't say we're the best. But we are definitely Austin's, are Austin's favorite, favorite tattoo shop. Tattoo shop definitely. Sure. I love them. So for Tracy and Matilda, the co-owners who you just heard from, they're really big on uplifting their community. So one of their major goals, they tell me, is being able to eventually buy this building so they can stay here in their neighborhood in East Austin for years to come. I'm reporting in East Austin, Jayla Washington, KXAN News. And Jayla will be doing these features every Saturday until the end of Black History Month. If there's a business that you'd like to nominate, you can send an email to report it at KXAN.com or reach out to Jayla directly. You probably haven't seen an NFL collection quite like this one. We'll meet the super fan behind the world's largest Chiefs collection. And Austin's very own Puppy Bowl will take you inside the adorable action when we come back. Another unidentified object has been shot down today, this time over Canada. Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says after consulting with President Joe Biden, the object was shot down by a U.S. fighter jet. In a post on Twitter, Trudeau wrote, I ordered the takedown of an unidentified object that violated Canadian airspace. The North American Aerospace Defense Command shot down the object over the Yukon. Today's statement followed yesterday's takedown of a high-altitude object flying over Alaskan airspace and Arctic waters, and crews are continuing recovery efforts off of the coast of South Carolina for a Chinese spy balloon shot down last week. Update on pollen here that we continue to update through the weekend now. Mold, medium, trending lower than yesterday, but cedar not done yet. Medium and trending up over yesterday. Today's temperatures 60 and they only trend up over the next few days. We'll show you when we could reach 80, but also our chances for some nighttime freezes in first warning weather. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. The big game is, of course, this weekend, Super Bowl Sunday, the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Daniela Leon introduces us to a Chiefs superfan and his Chief Zeum. So it took me forever, but I counted and counted. 
1,388 Chiefs-related items and counting are inside Kurt Herman's fan cave. Most of my stuff is vintage. It's a passion that started after he was given a football following the Chiefs' first Super Bowl win. Ground Zero, that's what I call yeah, that one. His collection is 50 years in the making, filled with rare finds like the first game program when the Chiefs were known as the Dallas Texans. Franklin Mint figurines, bottles, poker chips, cookie jars, posters, signed memorabilia. This is my Lynn Dawson corner. The official world record organization and Guinness World Records say his fan cave officially holds the world's largest Chiefs collection. Important distinction is there's no doubles and there's no cards. This is all just mostly uh, vintage items that I have. It took him two years to obtain the Guinness World Record, having to submit evidence like pictures of every single item in a video of him counting each Chiefs item alongside three witnesses. It was not easy and I appreciate the process, so if anyone's going to break my record, I know how hard it is. And his collection is only growing after Chiefs Kingdom got word. Fans from all over the globe are contributing to his collection. Most of them just has a note that says, I'm tired of dusting this thing and I thought your collection would benefit from it. From action figures, Chiefs nail polish, salt and pepper shakers, Herman estimates his collection is worth at least $250,000 and has no plans of stopping anytime soon. There's a lot of big fans in Chiefs Kingdom and I'm just one among many. He's even got the nail polish. Well, Austin Humane Society puppies took the field today to ring in the beloved puppy bowl tradition. The 16th annual puppy bowl featured adorable dogs running in races, pet adoptions as well, and then a football game and even a tailgate food competition that people could take part in. Several of the puppies featured in today's bowl are available for adoption tomorrow with a discounted fee. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Hopefully you had a good Saturday and look at this sunset happening right now over Lake Travis from the Oasis restaurant camera. Gorgeous night ahead. It's going to be a cool one though. We're in the upper 50s now. We'll be in the 40s here before you know it. Mainly clear skies over us. We've got an area of low pressure to the east and another one working its way down portions of coastal California. This one kind of combined with a, another area of low pressure to bring us our next chance of rain, although I wouldn't get too excited about this next round. Uh, looking at our clouds and radar into the night, a mostly clear beginning to your night, but clouds will start to stream in as we head into the day tomorrow. Tomorrow, uh, unlike today, is going to feature more clouds, but there's still going to be a good amount of sunshine. I think we're just going to go back and forth between a mostly sunny sky at times and then a some periods where the clouds kind of take over the sky a little bit. So a blend of clouds and sun here uh, tomorrow. But still, it's going to be a warmer day as we jump into the mid-60s. So about 5, 6 degrees warmer tomorrow compared to today. Monday, even cloudier still. Not necessarily gray the entire time. Notice a few holes in the clouds here and there. Uh, but in general, it is a mostly cloudy day. And that leads us to late Monday night into Tuesday morning. Our best chance of rain for the whole week with some wet weather coming in uh, early in the morning through, say, the middle of the morning. You can see some showers around, nothing too heavy at this point. And look, by midday, it's basically out of here. We're looking for the highest rainfall amounts to be just north of Austin, tenth of an inch to a quarter of an inch of rain. I know this is our seven-day rainfall forecast, but basically all of this coming Tuesday morning. Uh, but then the farther south and west you are, the lower the rainfall amounts, generally a tenth of an inch or less. And there's probably going to be some places that don't pick up uh, even that here as we look into a mostly dry week ahead. Tonight's forecast, mostly clear to partly cloudy. Another chilly night. We get down to 36 in 
Austin. I expect you'll be near freezing in the suburbs outside of Austin and into the hill country. Then our day tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds as we go with a high of 66. As we look ahead to our best chance of rain then coming late Monday night into Tuesday morning, we'll give it a 50% chance of rain uh, for, uh, say, during the dark period before the sun is up, and then a 30% chance of rain after the sun rises, with sun coming out for Valentine's Day afternoon on a high of 75. Valentine's Day night at the Moody Center, we've got Adam Sandler uh, providing comedic entertainment, no doubt. That starts at 7.30, and we'll be in the 60s here most of the time with clouds thickening up as you're leaving Moody. Look at our first warning weather seven-day forecast if you've enjoyed a nice date night Tuesday night, hopefully. Wednesday, sun and clouds, 10% rain chance. Look at that high near 80, and then a cold front drops us down to 60 Thursday, 50s on Friday, near 60 on Saturday, but we could get back down to near freezing again. Friday morning dropping down to 34 degrees, which probably means a freeze in the hill country. Similar temperatures to start your Saturday morning as well. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Oh. Over to Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Mike. That was a, that was a good pitch to me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of course. Uh, of course, we all know what's coming up here tomorrow. We're one day away from the biggest showcase event in all of sports, the Super Bowl. It's going to be, be played between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. It will be played down in the desert, Glendale, Arizona, although it doesn't look quite as deserty these days. That's where we'll find P.J. Ziegler for more on the big game. Take it away, P.J. Yeah, good evening, Jonathan, from Glendale, Arizona, site of Super Bowl 57. All is quiet uh, here in Glendale. The call before the storm, if you will, between before the Eagles and the Chiefs take to the field behind me, but certainly they were busy on the field today doing a light workout. They've been studying all week for the big test. We'll find out which team passes the ultimate test coming up in about 24 hours from now. There is a lot at stake in tomorrow's big game for both the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles looking for their second Vince Lombardi trophy in franchise history. The Kansas City Chiefs looking for their third. This is a true matchup of heavyweights. It's the first time the NFL's two number one seeds are in the Super Bowl since the Eagles beat the New England Patriots to capture their first Lombardi trophy five years ago. The teams are evenly matched. The Chiefs led the NFL in scoring offense and total yards. The Eagles have an edge on defense with the number two ranked unit in the league. When you get in the playoffs, uh, that that combination right there, the O-lines versus the D-lines on both teams, ends up being kind of the um, thing that wins or loses games. Our job is to score points on offense, um, you know, and that and and so sometimes that's the the way you you play it is is a keep away battle. Sometimes it is to you know, try to score as many points as you possibly can. I've always been in the school of scoring as many points as you possibly can and trying to score more than the other guys. Eagles had a 45-minute walkthrough today. They worked on situational plays. The Kansas City Chiefs, meanwhile, had a 26-minute walkthrough. The good news for the Chiefs and their fans, uh, nobody on the injury designation heading into tomorrow's game, so everybody healthy, including Patrick Mahomes, who is a go with that high ankle sprain. And if you're wondering, the Philadelphia Eagles right now are favored by one and a half points. Jonathan? 
Thanks, PJ. No doubt should be a good one. And as you mentioned, both teams Super Bowl winners actually in the past 10 years. So they're no stranger to success recently. Philadelphia in 2017 and Kansas City in 2020. Well, a great day for the Longhorns as they blew out West Virginia in a matinee at the Moody Center. Highlights and reaction with sports continues. Keep it here. It was a nonstop party today at the Moody Center as the Texas Longhorns earned their 20th win of the season in the most dominant fashion since conference play started. 10,000 plus on hand, rocking it at the Moody Center for Rodney Terry's squad. Now, first half, Texas up by three. Jabari Rice gets the pass from Brock Cunningham, drains the straightaway three-pointer. Big day for Jabari Rice. 24 points in just 17 minutes of play. Then Marcus Carr a little later. He's going to hit this jump shot right here to put Texas up by eight. Arterio Morris, big day off the bench for him as well. This three-pointer put Texas up by five. And the Longhorns just rolling in this one over West Virginia. They beat them by 34 points, 94 to 60. I thought we had really good carryover from uh, from our really good two days of practice on Wednesday and Thursday. And guys brought that to the, to the floor uh, today. And uh, we were able to beat a team that's been playing really well. Make a statement a little bit. You know, there's a lot of noise. And I'm not going to address it, but we hear it. And um, we got a mission. All right, UT women host a TCU a few hours after the men finish. No Sonia Morris again for Texas. Shaylee Gonzalez misses the three-pointer. Taylor Jones there for the rebound and put back. Jones had 15 points and 10 rebounds. And TCU throwing it away. Shaylee Gonzalez on the break. That's light work for her. She makes that layup to put Texas up by nine. And then Rory Harmon on the move gets the basket plus the foul. Longhorns up by 15 at that point. As you can see, they won by 20 over TCU. Seven straight wins for Texas. 11 straight at home for the Longhorns. That's their longest winning streak in five years at home. Very impressive. Thanks, Jonathan. And thank you for watching, everybody. Hope to see you back here. Uh, right? Uh, are we? Do we? Have, no, we don't have time for weather. <laughs> I wasn't sure we did. See you back here at 10 o'clock.